You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm looking forward to sharing another hour with you. Strong cultures understand and respect the fact that women are real architects of society because they shape and nurture every child from birth to adulthood. Being a mom is challenging enough in a modern society, but being a single mom is even more challenging. A single mother is both a mom and a dad, the nurturer and the disciplinarian. Most modern households are single-parent households, and most of single parents are mothers. There are so many different ways a woman could become a single mom. Losing a spouse, divorce, unplanned pregnancies, and planned motherhood by single professional women have all resulted in plenty of single mothers in today's society. Moms who juggle work, life, family, at times their own higher education, and much, much more. Finding flexible work schedules, finding personal kid-free time, striking harmony without trying to control everything, learning to simply take a deep breath, taking that deep breath and finding their Zen zone, being always ready and on the go, and painting a healthy picture of men so children do not grow up hating or fearing men are all, some, very few of the tasks a single mother has. Taking a page from Goldilocks, we will explore how to get it just right as a single mom. Please welcome to this episode, Unsung Heroes, Single Working Mothers Shaping a Social Fabric. My guest, Aria Craig, who is a single mom, coach for other single moms, and author of books, Helping Single Parents. Aria, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to have you, and I am looking forward to this very, very valuable conversation, and I know your personal experience and insights are going to be very, very valuable in addition to all the lessons learned by helping other people. So as we get started, Aria, I really would like uh, for you to take a page from your own journey, because it has not been easy. It has been a very rough road ahead. And yet you have come out of the other end, not just as an empowered mother, but ready to empower other mothers. So I am so fascinated and in awe with what you have accomplished. I would like for you, if you may, to take a moment and take us through that journey briefly so that we understand and have context and backdrop to where you are today and how you got here so that we can build on that during the conversation. Okay, sure, sure. Um, First of all, I just want to start off with sharing just a little bit about my background before I became a mom. So it's important to know uh, that I came from a single-family household. 
my mom was a single mm-hmm. mom. She had three children by three different fathers. And okay. uh, she really she really tried her best with us being in a household, even with living with my parents, to make sure that she was a good influence uh, for me, my sister, and my brother. Uh, as I got older and went off to college, I became pregnant and gave birth to my son right before I turned 23. So... Mm-hmm. Trying to navigate coming out of college and uh, actually I hadn't finished college. I had one more year to go and trying to understand what I wanted to do with my life. That was kind mm-hmm. of a very difficult time. But knowing that I was going to give birth to a son, uh, that was kind of uh, a little bit one of those challenging things since I didn't have my dad in my life. So I had to figure out as a woman, uh, mm-hmm. how am I going to... Uh, expose my son to great role models so that he could be successful produ- and productive in society, uh, which he mm-hmm. is, actually. So here it is, uh, going through the pregnancy. Uh, my son's father really wasn't there for me while I was pregnant, but after I gave birth, he became a great father to, to his son. He was very active, as he is today. Uh, we still have our challenges with certain things like child support and things of that sort, but in terms mm-hmm. of how he is father a father to his son and very... Uh, influential in terms of helping his son grow from a boy to a man. Uh, that's been like very, uh, a very positive aspect of my mothering, uh, mm-hmm. as a single, as a single parent. Uh, but now my son is 18. He's, in, he's a senior in high school. So trying to plant those seeds at birth and as he grows, uh, with certain levels of integrity, with understanding authority figures and being respectful and, and navigating him through social issues and things that he faced in life to the point where now at 18, when he's going to graduate from high school, really planting those seeds. So when he goes off to college, he's, he's prepared as best as he can be. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you painted a picture from pre-birth to he's he's almost a young man now, right? And mm-hmm. how you differentiated the financial capability of the father to support versus the father's ability to be there as a dad. There is a distinctive difference, right? Anybody can give mm-hmm. the money, but not everybody can be a dad. And the both are important, both are necessary, and when both are in the same guy, it's perfect, right? But not all children are lucky to have both, but I'm I'm happy to hear that you're truly separating the two and giving your son the ability to see the importance of a dad and him getting raised in a nurturing way with a strong male role model. Because now when he goes to college, he needs to remember what he needs to be, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it is never easy regardless of how one becomes that single parent. There is no way that any person, you or I, Coming out of that experience, the same person we went in. I became a single parent to my siblings. I didn't give birth, but I acquired my siblings as children because I ended up raising them as a teenager. And I know from my own experience, I mean, it was life circumstances, so you'd roll with the punches. But I also learned a lot about me and it transformed me through that process. So I really want to hear Based on your experience, what did you learn about yourself and how did you see your own personal uh, uh, self transform and evolve as a result of this experience? Uh, From this experience, I learned how strong I can be. 
Uh, you don't really learn your own strength and know how, how strong you are until you're tested, until you're in a, a, in a situation to where you're going through trials and tribulations and you have no other choice but to depend, mm-hmm. depend on yourself. Definitely. So I learned, I learned how I could be resilient and how mm-hmm. I can problem solve, which is very important. It translates from personal and also into your professional life. I can problem mm-hmm. solve and, and, and very quickly and learn how to create strategies to get to the solution. Okay. So that was probably the most transforming thing for me and have to do it at a deadline. Because, you know, when you have children, certain things are like now. You have to get things done yes. now and you have to navigate not only your own life and your own uh Whatever you have going on, whether it's a, you, you have a, a, a doctor's appointment or you have to meet a deadline at work mm-hmm. and you're at home, you have, to, you have to bring work home and try to get things done. But you also have to really realize that your, your child has deadlines also with their needs and with their social activities, their sports, uh, their mm-hmm. homework assignments that you're helping them with and navigating when you're coming home. So it helped me to know that I could uh, do uh, a lot of different things. I could juggle a lot of different things, but I could also be resilient because I had no choice but to be. Mm-hmm. So where did you find your safe place? It's one thing, knowing you have to juggle all of this, you're on a deadline, you have to boom, 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 go through the list of things and you're just, it's it's like an endurance test at a marathon that never ends, right? But mm-hmm. we all need that safe space, a place to just take a deep breath and regroup and prime the pump to get back on the treadmill all over again. Mm-hmm. Where did you find that safe space? You know what? My safe place for me, actually, um, in the shower when I get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. By me being an author, I write a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm in the morning when I would go off to work, when I did work for Corporate America, I would, I would kind of gather my thoughts in the shower because for me that was therapeutic and I'm, I'm spiritual. So I would pray in the shower, think about what mm-hmm. I had to do for the day. And while I was on the train, I'm actually writing out what I need to get done. And sometimes okay. I'm doing that the week before because you have to plan. When you, ha- when, you're, when you have someone besides yourself that's depending on you to take care of things, you have to plan out your, your day and even sometimes your week. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes in some, some scenarios, you got to plan out even further than that. Yes, and it's not just planning, right? If the plan changes, what Mm -hmm. are my contingencies? Where is my backup plan? So you're not just doing a one-tier plan. You're doing a multi-tier plan. That's right. Precisely. So as we go through this process and you are planning for yourself and your son and you are making sure that everything is on track depending on the contingencies as they pan out, There is also uh, the emotional aspect of what we are dealing with, right? Being a single mom is very, very different from coming from a household where you have the spouse to support and it's a two-parent home. So there are, what do you see as the differences in the challenges faced by single mothers compared to two-parent homes, both in terms of the rat race itself, as well Mm -hmm. the emotional aspect of motherhood you know what for two parent homes you have two people that are making decisions and they can support one another when somebody's busy in uh, on this particular day or they can't uh provide some type of support on this particular event then Mm -hmm. the other parent can always do that can come to the rescue uh when you're a single parent you can't always 
you can't do that. And, you know, unless you have somebody that's a support system with your family or if the other, if the other parent can be actively involved. But for the most part, when you are, it's you and you have the children living in your household, you're pretty much the everything for that child. So, uh, the, it's very stressful. It's very stressful because, you know, like I said before, you know that you have someone here that is depending on you, and you're probably going to be the primary resource <laughs> to be able uh-huh. to take care of all of your things and their things. It's one of those things where you have to have, like we were saying earlier, a thin moment, because if you don't, you're going to be incredibly stressed out, which means you're going to lash out even at the kids because of stress. You're going through emotional imbalances because you can't find that place of balance between kids, yourself, and work because you are the provider. You have to be the one that's working and take care of the kids. So there has to be some kind of uh, time that you even have for set, out, set aside for yourself. If somebody is going to come that you have that, that you can rely on to come and uh, take your children uh, and have them spend a the night or have a day out with them so that you can have a time to relax and de- decompress, have a spa day, you know, go and call your friends and say, let's go out for a bottle of wine, you know, have, have a have a nice dinner so we can uh, talk about anything outside of children. <laughs> Even if it's something like that's that, that's a, a mm-hmm. program on TV that you all can relate to because you need that moment to unwind and have for yourself just just for a, from a holy holistic perspective and then you can come back refreshed you stepped away from a moment for a moment and you can you know come back refreshed and be able to uh coexist and and parent and do things with your children it is like you Mm -hmm. said it's a balance it is definitely a balance. I was just listening to a video uh, interview that the Pepsi CEO Indra Nuike gave, and she's not a single mother. She is a married mother with a spouse supporting her. But even her as a CEO, she said she can't do everything she does professionally and be there for her kids. So she recruits everybody around her to help mm-hmm. in the process. So if the kid calls the office asking uh, to get permission, can I get get on the computer or get on the video games and play Nintendo? The executive assistant has a series of questions the kid has to answer to make sure they finish their homework and everything. Only if the answer is yes to all the questions, do they get the password to go and do what they need to do to play. Mm-hmm. And so she goes into this conversation about regardless of where women are, professionally and in their personal situation in the modern day parenting is impossible unless we recruit a support system around us and most of them are not going to be family but people who are part of our day-to-day life and Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so fascinating that is that is mm -hmm. so it's something that we all adapt as circumstances evolve And we do the best we can and we enlist the support we need to help raise our children and then Mm -hmm. hope and pray to God that things get better over time, right? That's right. Yes. So as we come back from break, I want you to start thinking about um, how women who are going through this motherhood alone, how can they better strategize and plan to manage their personal life? They are continuing education because they're the sole breadwinner. In order to grow, they have to improve themselves. It's harder to find that time, but it is also more important for single mothers to go back to school and get a higher education, right? Mm -hmm. So 
as we look at this, what are some of the challenges single mothers face that are magnified? I mean, my, all mothers face the same challenge, but the single mother's challenges are magnified because they're alone. They don't have somebody mm-hmm. to share the journey with. So I'd like for you to think about that and we will pick that conversation up as we come back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry at hotmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining the conversation I'm having with my guest, Aria Craig, and we are talking about uh, single mothers, the unsung heroes who are helping us shape our societies and raise our children. Welcome back to the show, Aria. Thank you. So let's go ahead and finish the conversation we were having, and then we have a caller on hold. I'm going to bring her on so that uh, we can see what questions she has for us, okay? So go ahead, Aria. Okay. So uh, going, to the, going back to your question and your thought that you had before uh, the break, I think one of the things that single moms struggle with and one of their major tra- challenges besides time management, which is actually part of the, re- the, uh, the response, is that we just feel like we have to put our own needs and our own um, goals on the back burner. Like, we feel like we don't have time to look out for ourselves and and uh, reach our own potential, our highest potential, because we're raising children. And I feel like that's something that we really need to get back and focus on and figure mm-hmm. out how can we still 
uh, how can we still reach our own goals? Because we have to also remember our children are influenced by what we do. So if our children see us Mm -hmm. reaching our goals and reaching our fullest potentials, then they're going to want to do the same. And they're going to think back and say, I remember when my mom at this point, when I was five, six, seven years old, and my mom was going through this and the other, she went back to school and she got her degree like I did. I did the same thing with my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went back and got my degree online. And what I would do is do little tricks. Like uh, I knew I had to take a test in the morning and those tests, when you have, when you have online classes, their time. So I would uh, go ahead and fix his breakfast like uh, cereal, put put his, his milk in the uh, cup and tell him when he gets up in the morning. If my door is closed, that means I'm taking a test. So he goes to the kitchen, pours his milk, his cup of milk into his bowl of cereal, goes in his room mm-hmm. to eat while I'm taking my quiz. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it works out. So you're actually us. teaching him a little bit of independence, a little bit of responsibility, and that That's shared right. responsibility as a family because just as much as he has needs, you have needs in order to take care of the family. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you're actually empowering him to be a little more mature and own his you know, the ability to go get milk and get his breakfast and be a little more independent and that is actually something every parent should teach their children if possible, right? Instead of right. kind of feeding. So that is wonderful to hear. We have a caller, Pat from Chicago. I'm going to bring her on and let's see uh, what her question is. Pat, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hi, Pat. Hey, Hi, what is your question, you? Pat? Good. Uh, well, first of all, I, I want to say, you know, I really enjoyed reading the, the first volume of the, the Single Mother Diaries, I, I really appreciate it as a, another fellow single mom. Um, and oh, I know, you. like, for me, I'm, I'm raising three single boys by myself. So I guess I just kind of wanted to get your opinion. How did you go about and what challenges did you raise as a woman trying to raise a, a, a male child? Oh, that's a really good question. So uh, let me start off by saying, and I say this all the time, uh, we as women that are single moms have to remember that we can't do everything, and we are women. So we're not always going to process information like males do. And I had to find that out. Uh, I knew that, but actually finding that out as my son grew older, and we actually just had a conversation a, a couple of days ago. He, when I'm responding to something that he says, it's like he's, we're almost going to be on the same page. We're saying the same thing, but we're just saying something different. So I think that if we have healthy role models, and we're exposing them to healthy male role models who they can identify with and see that they're productive, they're successful, and they can become an influence for them also because as males, they're going to identify with them as a male. And it's going to be easier for them to have conversations that they may not be able or comfortable to have with us, especially when they get to the teenage years. And they have someone that they could uh, feel is a support system with them and their challenges as a male. Because sometimes, again, they're not going to want to come to us with certain things as females because they're not going to think that we know what they're going through. So if we have a healthy role model in place for them as they grow, and someone who's successful uh, in whatever your definition of success means, then I think that that will be a very positive influence for them raising young men as a woman. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Pat. That was such a wonderful question, Aria. And what I wanted to add to that conversation is as a sister who raised siblings, and two of whom were brothers, only one of whom were a sister, 
I had to find uh, male-run models in unlikely places because we didn't have our parents or immediate family since I was raising them in a foreign country. And I was able to find good role models in the church, in the temple, the priest, teachers, male teachers, and sometimes even uh, my friend's fathers. So um, knowing where to find good role models is equally important as finding them, right? You need to know where to go find them. And depending mm-hmm. on the circumstances, some, sometimes they can emerge from the most unlikely places. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So in addition to finding role models and helping our sons grow up to respect uh, and embrace their manhood, so to speak, Raising girls are not easy either in today's world. Um, Even with a supporting spouse, raising daughters are not easy. As a single mother, it is even harder because girls go through life very differently than boys as they grow up. That's correct. Uh, Yes. So have you run into any situations where uh, you have some advice for women raising daughters Because as girls go through the teenage years, mothers and daughters are not the best of friends. And when there is no father figure, when there is no father figure for the girl to lean on, life of a daughter can go astray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, My advice would be, since I, I, my daughters are are stepdaughters, so Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have the uh, benefit of having them in my life as often as I would like to, like they're not in a home to where I can really navigate, help them navigate through life, and plus they're older, so just thinking about from uh, the perspective of having, uh, talking with other parents who have daughters, like you Mm -hmm. said, it's, it's very different. When they're going through those teenage years and starting puberty, puberty is very different. I think Trying to massage it because you you don't want to be to where you're you're not a parent to that child and you're like a friend. You have to kind of be both because the daughter is going to need to rely on you by you being having been a girl at her age at one point. Mm-hmm. With how do you navigate through this and then staying on top of what's going in the world today? The situations that some of the situations that we are experiencing now, we had different resolutions, different solutions for them when we were growing up because we didn't have certain things in place like social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have bullying. Bullying was still in place, but was it as prevalent as it is now? Probably not because now they have more avenues uh, to be able to show and display bullying. So we have to navigate the relationship with our daughters a little bit different and having that female connection, like someone she can really talk to when she's going through issues in her life and actually having those answers to say, well, you know, when I was a a girl your age, this is what helped me to get through this situation, Mm -hmm. or this is what helped your aunt to get through this situation, and applying it to today's society, what's going on now, and this is actually uh, a good form of therapy for me, this is what I did. And mm-hmm. kind of talking to them, even with your son, but I know we're talking about daughters for the sake of this question, not in the manner to where it's disciplinarian, but more so I'm here to comfort you and give you guidance. Okay, that makes sense. And you bring up the topic of bullying, and girls are actually meaner to other girls than boys are to boys, especially mm-hmm. in the American society. And um, bullying girls because of their looks, because of the way they walk, because of the way they dress, because of the hair, any number of basic superficial things without even looking to see what 
it is about the person behind all of that that is important, right? So, yes, bullying is such an important conversation parents should have with children. And also, sometimes children won't approach us to talk about it. We need to watch them observe their change in Mm -hmm. behavior and then Mm -hmm. broach that conversation very carefully without spooking them, right? I think, yeah, that's, that's, yes. Because certain things you can look out for. You can always, if you can, if you're attentive and you know your your child is displaying certain patterns of behavior that's not usual, uh, then you probably need to say, you know what, let's have a talk and say, ask questions. Is something going on in school? You know, just start mm-hmm. trying to fill it out, fill them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you find that bullying translates differently in a boy's world compared to a girl's world because you deal with parents having both boy children and girl children? Uh, Is there different ways parents should help their children deal with it based on the gender of their child? uh, I can't really say that I see a difference, and I'm not saying that there's not a difference. Uh, you know, of course, with me raising a, a son, I can say that my son did not experience bullying, but I, as a girl, growing up, did. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it was it was pretty uh, traumatic because it's like one of those experiences when you've been bullied, it's one of those things where you, you can forgive, but you're going to remember for the rest of your life because you're oh, going to yes. remember how uh-huh. painful it was. Mm-hmm. And then when you have children, you're going to be even more uh, conscious and aware of you know, looking out for certain things and helping them to figure out how to maneuver through that. And you have a plan in place to go up to the school and talk to teachers. For girls, it's, it's more so about, uh, I don't want to say not even boys, but, you know, we have to be prepped and, and, and look a certain way, our appearance and the way we, we take care of ourselves and our grooming. It's, it comes mm-hmm. into play much more sooner for girls than it does boys. With that, oh, you know, yes. boys uh-huh. don't really take a, a, a pay attention to themselves till maybe around high school. Girls way earlier with the the, the lip gloss and their hair has to be. A oh yeah, by ten and eleven, you have to start planning for all of mm-hmm. that, right? Our girls are gonna get into trouble in school with their own peers. Mhm. Mhm. So with that thought, we're gonna go into break and pick up this conversation when we get back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining my guest Aria and I as we discuss the episode Unsung Hero, Single Working Mother Shaping a Social Fabric. Welcome back to the show, Aria. Thank you. You have a very, very extensive experience, not just as a single mother, but as a coach to single mothers, as well as an author of books to give tools and tips and success factors to single mothers. So as you draw from all of those experiences that are vast and deep, what, from your perspective, is the difference between does it matter how a woman becomes single for the way she then engages and deals with that single motherhood? For example, if a woman was married and had a supportive spouse and she went through life in a certain way and her spouse passes away, then the woman is thrown into a tailspin that was totally unplanned. Versus a woman who actually is a professional who decides I'm not going to get married, but I want to have children and starts a family of her own, getting artificial insemination. I'm bringing up the two extremes and then everything in the middle. Does how a woman becomes a single mother have any bearing in the way the woman approaches her role and how capable and agile she's going to be as a single mother? I actually, in my opinion, I do think that there is a difference. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of what she's going to experience, uh, it's going to be pretty much how, however, that parenting life is going to be with that child. It it depends. Experiences uh, are different, but you have the same fundamental issues that kids go through around teenage years, around age of four, Mm -hmm. five, and six. Uh, how she deals with it is different. If she's, for instance, if she was married and, uh, you know, she had the support of her husband and then all of a sudden, you know, something happened and she's divorced now and say, for instance, she's, the child is not going to be, uh, she's, the child is going to go through a different experience as well as her. So she's going to have to figure out how do I navigate this experience with my child who is now looking at a household difference. She's now being going between one household and another to see the, the, the father. It's going to be a whole different experience from her. Uh, give you a perfect example. My husband was married. I was not. So when I had my son, uh, when I did a show uh, about two weeks ago, I had to explain that the other parent, like his dad is married. I'm married to my husband and the, my stepchildren's mother is engaged. 
So their experience through life has been different because they always saw their parents together. When they got mm-hmm. divorced, it was very hard for my my husband because he felt like, okay, it's my fault, even though they went through issues in their marriage. The the, the kids had to figure out, okay, now my ki- my parents are, are divorced. I'm going between, I'm living with my mom, and now I'm going, I have to go and see my dad. You know, the, the holidays are going to be different. Everything is going to be different because nothing mm-hmm. is the way it used to be. But for my son, he's never seen that. We were together for on and off for about a year before I was pregnant. He's never seen that. So he's used to, I'm going over my dad's house. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's used to that. So it's mm-hmm. very much different in how the mother navigates that. Mm-hmm. And even if he was a single per, single mom or she was single and she said, well, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to wait till I get married. I really want to have a child now. Understanding again, raising that child without a father there is, you know, until she gets married or she decides to get married, it's going to be a struggle for her because the, the, it's not just her looking at, well, I want to have a child. It's going to be when that child is getting older and she's seeing, he or she is seeing their, her, uh, friends with both of their parents going to be coming back and asking the question, mommy, where's daddy? And why don't I have a daddy? So now you got to go through the child not experiencing that other parent in their life. Mm-hmm. That's true. And there is also the scenario where you have a nice, happy marriage and the husband is the breadwinner and the husband handled all the money and made all the decisions and say I was a stay-at-home mom and all I had to do was raise my kids and all of a sudden the husband passes away. I have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. I have to learn to manage the finances. I have to learn everything. So I am in a tailspin. At the same time, now I have to get a handle on this single parenting thing. To me, that seems to be the scariest of places to be because a married woman who is sharing a household with a husband in a happy, secure marriage Mm -hmm. is not expecting that unexpected event to happen. And they are the ones who can be most unprepared for single motherhood. And so when I work with women, what I tend to tell them is women need to be economically and emotionally empowered to stand on their own. And I say this to my students too, right? Because if a woman can stand on her own, she can be the best partner to a husband. And God forbid something happens in the family, she can still stand on her own. Mm-hmm. And so the That's key right. to raising any child, boy or girl, is to raise them in a way that they are self-sufficient and self-reliant if the need is there. But at the same time, being comfortable enough to share and grow with somebody else too, right? We we have to raise right. them to understand both. That's right. So and I think go, really quick, go just for me, uh, learning with uh, with my husband, I had to actually coach him through that situation. I think that it was beneficial with me having had that experience as a single mom. And now he was divorced and which is still considered single, uh, trying to raise his kids. He had to figure out, you know, how do I do this? And with the issues and the, the emotion and the tension that he was going through with his ex-wife, I kind of had to help him coach him through that. So then he's still trying to work on successful strategies even now, even though the kids are older. And that's another mm-hmm. aspect to it. Definitely. And children don't learn from what we say. They learn from what they see, right? So we that's actually correct. have to live a certain life to make sure our children are raised a certain way. And that is the hardest struggle. So that leads me to the next thought I have emerging in my head here as we are talking. Um, As a single mother, we have to hold the space open for a positive role model 
and for the men in our lives or in the child's life to have their space. But at the same time, in the Western world, it's a dating culture, right? So Mm -hmm. while the whole concept is foreign to me as an immigrant, I see my friends, my coworkers who are divorced women or who are single mothers or widows who are dating. And at times it could get confusing to the kids depending on the age of the children. Mm Mm-hmm. What is the best way for mothers to handle that situation? So are you asking me like if they're dating specifically? Yeah, so there are you're on a, a dating site and you're dating, you're going out on dates with different people. Mm-hmm. How does the kid understand all of this? Um, well, first of all, I, depending on their age, if they're if they're older, then they're going to get it. You know, yes. mommy uh-huh. has to date because mommy needs a social life. <laughs> yes. When they're uh-huh. younger, exposing them, I wouldn't expose them to anybody that I was dating because you don't even know if you're going to like that person. Yes. <laughs> you know, because so, kids get attached. You know, they're feeling a void mm-hmm. of, you know, especially if they, they went through um, uh, a situation where their parents were, married and they were they're used to having both in the household and now their parents are divorced divorce it's like okay how do I fill this void so they may get attached you they're going to get attached to the other person or they're not going to like the other person because they're feeling like you're taking daddy's shoes especially if daddy is is very involved even after the divorce so if they're if you're just dating uh I would not introduce the my person that I'm dating or my my beau to my children anytime soon. And you have to figure out if you're going to have any type of attachment to that person, if he's going to be attached to you. Of course, I would mention it, absolutely mention it, mm-hmm. that you're a single parent because that person might not even want to date someone that's parenting. Well, that person might be in the same uh, boat as you are. Uh, but after a period of time where you see that there is potential for there to be long a long-term relationship here and I'm talking about months I don't mean within weeks because okay. sometimes we rush things within months then I could see uh, introducing like going to a, a picnic or something like that introduce as my friend still not even okay. showing any signs of, of, of or display of affection around that child and so you are sure that there's going to be something there that's going to be long-lasting Mm-hmm. Because if that relationship doesn't succeed, the child could get devastated. That's right. And you don't want that pattern established for the child because then they start mistrusting adult relationships, right? Yep. That's the risk we run into when children get attached and then they have to watch those adults just walk out of their lives. It's it's mm-hmm. scary. It is very, very scary, especially for the young ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how... How well are mothers able to cope with this in the modern world? I mean, it's fine to sit and talk, you and I, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're truly juggling and you're living it and you have to make sure everything falls into place a certain way, it is not easy it's not, not to slip up. But you know what? You need to also... Uh you're human, so you're going to make mm-hmm. mistakes. You're going to have failures, and that's even even something that you're going to teach your kid. You're going to have failures in life, and sometimes we learn, we get success from the failures. When we've done something over and over again and realize, okay, this is not working, hopefully you're going to realize you need to pivot. You need to do something different. Uh, mm-hmm. But knowing that, you know, give yourself room to say, well, I've made this mistake. What, what have I learned from it so that I can make sure I don't make the same mistake again? That's being human. 
I, I love that because in every aspect of our lives, whether it's being a single parent or not, being gentle with ourselves and learning to forgive ourselves has to be part of our psychology so that we can all grow. So I love mm-hmm. the fact that you brought it into the conversation saying, forgive ourselves, learn from it, grow from it, and move on. Key being, don't make the same mistake again, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And understand that we are human and human moments happen. And sometimes, you know, you're so pushed that you're not connecting all the dots just at that moment. And things can happen. Mm-hmm. So that happens to everybody. Yes, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to us at work, which has nothing to do with day-to-day personal life. So that that is a good advice and a good point to remember and take it with us no matter what role we are playing at that moment. Uh, we will take a break and come back for our final segment. And we'll continue this conversation then, Aria. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry at hotmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Aria, we were having a conversation um, about uh, single mothers and the importance of being able to forgive ourselves and, you know, accepting that we are human. And as we continue that thought, in your experience, what would be um, the single most important advice you would have for women? If 
our listeners haven't heard anything else and they're just tuning in now, what would be the most valuable advice you have for them as a takeaway? Uh, I, for me, it is incredibly important for, for moms to realize that it's not just about being a mother and raising your children. You have to have uh, some, some type of focus on what you want to achieve in your life. Because I, I, what I've come across is hearing, uh, you know, women basically put their goals of either, you know, opening their own business or going back to school on the back burner because they said, because I have children. And I'm like, oh, and then, but just because you have children doesn't mean that you have to put your own life aside. So I just really encourage women who are single moms uh, to really get some type of support and building a plan for their lives and achieving their own goals. Because it is possible to do that. I'm living proof. You are too, Dr. Mm-hmm. Cass, living proof that you can be a single mom and still reach your goals to the fullest potential while you're raising your children. Definitely. And that is also part of the path of empowering the mother so that she can raise empowered children, right? If the mother is not oh, yeah. pursuing their goals, she is not teaching her children how to go about pursuing their own. That is such wonderful advice. And one of the things I struggle with is that I don't see enough women helping each other in the professional world, mm. in this society. And as a single mom, more so than any other woman in the workplace, single mothers need help at home, mm-hmm. at work. And men are very good at being supportive and lifting each other up and networking. Women are not. So mm-hmm. how do we as women, as empowered women who are driving this change in our own communities, how can we come together and change that culture? of women not being supportive of women or not supportive enough of women? Oh, wow. This this is a great question because I'm actually, I've experienced this myself. But I think that I've received more support from other single moms um, than I have from any anybody else because I think that us as single moms, we understand, we can relate to each other's issues and challenges a little bit more than just a person who has not been a single mom or someone who was married and had children. Uh, even for me with having managers in the workplace that were, uh, that didn't, were not single moms or I had men that were my managers, it was very hard. It was very difficult. Like if I had to take off work, if one time my son had strep throat, he was, I was off work with him for a full week. My manager was, uh, she was married, but she didn't have children. So she didn't understand why that was important. Well, that was a priority. Uh, so I think that having these conversations like you putting it out there on the airwaves, uh, mm-hmm. the creating groups or being part of groups where we can set the tone and saying that we're going to be advocates and we're going to be more uh, diligent and we're going to be more aggressive with making sure that we are supporting each other with each other's needs because we nobody can identify with a woman's issues with another woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. What I find a lot of times in the workplace is unmarried women have different kinds of challenges because Mm -hmm. nobody understands why they need their personal time. And I remember when I started my career in America as a single professional woman, because I'd raised my siblings now, so I was on my own, I had my boss always saying, start at five o'clock in the morning and you can leave at seven o'clock. 
you're single. I'm like, I'm single because you're not giving me an opportunity to go out and find somebody. Now, if I remain <laughs> single, I'll be the spinster moving into your home. Do you and your wife want to take me? And so I will actually joke about this all the time. And I see that in the workplace, sometimes women with children don't understand why single women without children need that time off too. So this cuts both ways. And mm-hmm. I interject humor to kind of bring some levity into the conversation to break up the ice because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. And you're right. The more we talk and the more we create awareness, otherwise it becomes a dirty little secret nobody talks about, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even having diversity groups, you know, those affinity diversity groups at, at mm-hmm. work, we help out a lot when, in your place of employment. Uh, like if you work for a huge company, just create an affinity group for that. If people, you'll find how people will just be more willing to come in and be part of that group because they realize, oh, there are other people who are going through what I'm going through. This is not a silent killer thing. So everybody mm-hmm. you know, yes. has issues yes. that they're going through, and these people can relate to my issues. Mm-hmm. And the other frustrating thing I have dealt with is there are some bosses who will figure out exactly what they want from their team members, like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon when everybody breaks off work between four and five and then they want mm-hmm. everything by end of day today. It's like, no, <laughs> I have to pick up my kid. I can't tell the kid to stay at school because they're not going to keep the school door open forever. Right. Right. And those are some of the struggles women face. And I was in a situation where uh, the employees told the boss, you know what? We'll do the second shift. You come in the morning by three o'clock, you figure out we'll start at five. Mm. <laughs> and the boss just about had a meltdown. And the, the guy actually ended up crying. I think the women just, the way the women handled it, it just made him break down and cry. But <laughs> as funny as it was, it was a huge learning experience for everybody in terms of understanding if at workplace we're not managing time efficiently, then right. people cannot manage time for their households. And right. that is such an integral interdependency most people forget. That is true. It's so true. what are some of the tips you have for single mothers to manage up to their bosses to make it happen? Humor works, but not always. Not everybody has a funny bone, as I say. So <laughs> some people are well, serious. Hum- humor doesn't get through to them. Uh, well, you know, humor is definitely something that, because everybody needs to laugh. It's just therapeutic. Yes. I think that finding some humor uh, is is a tip. Uh, I, Me, I am a big person on planning and, and strategy. So uh, for those types of situations, like uh, like the one that you mentioned, uh, if you mm-hmm. have a department that's willing to allow you to take work home and work from home, say if you mm-hmm. had a doctor's appointment and, you know, you had all these so things So the flex going, time and capability. Is, mm-hmm, and your commute is long. If you have, if you're, you could talk to your boss and say, you know what, I can do this from home and convince them that this is something I can do on a secure network or whatever, that would be great also. Um, <laughs> I don't know about making a coworker cry, but, you know, just, just having them to understand, like, this is my situation and challenges are going to be different from yours. It's going to be that way, and you're going to have to be okay. You don't have to like it, but you need to at least respect it. But, yeah, I think humor is important. Humor is very important. <laughs> On that uh, lighthearted but very important note, Aria, I can't believe it's almost 
an hour uh, show is coming to an end. So thank you so very much for spending an hour with us and having this very valuable conversation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure also. Appreciate it. I'm truly happy that you, my audience, have spent the last hour with my guest and I. Thank you for being a part of Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I look forward to getting your feedback and suggestions for future shows uh, to my email address, drcasshenry at hotmail.com. And I would love to share your thoughts and insights on air with your name and your city. And any suggestions you have for future shows, we will definitely shape our conversations around it. And as you take the message every Monday and go on with your day-to-day lives, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there and transform lives, starting with our own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.